Hey, winner. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset, where I help you step into the fire of refinement so you can come out stronger and crush your goals. God's way. I have a special guest with me today to share her transformation story with you. She's a recovering perfectionist and chronic dieter, has battled an eating disorder, and even hit her weight loss goal, but learned that it failed to satisfy her. She had a spiritual awakening in 2017 where God showed her that dieting was an idol. And today we talk about that awakening, what surrendering that idol was like, and how it's changed her life. Erin Todd is a wife, dog mom, attorney by day, and writer by night living in St. Petersburg, Florida with her husband, Robbie, and French bulldog, Rufus. As a redhead who battled insecurity and body image issues for over 30 years, she now claims the concept of being both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Her blog, Ginger in Progress, was born from a spiritual awakening where Jesus set her free from diet prison. Now she is on a mission to empower and equip women to follow Jesus, not diet. She is a co-host of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast, which teaches women how the principles of intuitive eating align with scripture so they can improve their relationship with food, their body, and God, and cast out dieting for good. I think you're going to be so blessed by this conversation with Erin today. So let's step into the fire. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Erin, thanks so much for joining me on Red Hot Mindset today. I'm so excited to have you share your story of overcoming. Thanks for inviting me, Gabe. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we need to get to know you a little bit better. And that was so fun that I'm interviewing another redhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I'd love for you just to share a little bit about you, uh, whatever you want us to know before we dive in. Sure. Um, well, I'm, <laughs> I really identify as a redhead. That is kind of like the defining thing about my physical appearance, other than this lifelong battle with, um, body image and food that we're going to talk about today, but I'm, let's see, getting too close to 40, <laughs> married. Um, I work out of the home uh, with my husband. We're both attorneys and we have a little um, fur baby, Rufus, who is a French bulldog. He's a grumpy old man. He just turned nine this year and that is life in St. Petersburg, Florida. I love it. Nice and warm there. So it is. <laughs> um, well, today we're talking about overcoming food and body issues. And I know that this is something that you struggled with early on. Um, so I'd love it if you just kind of dive in and share a little bit of that journey with us. Yeah, sure. Um, I have had this struggle for pretty much my whole life. I think it was right as I was hitting puberty that I started really um, noticing that I didn't look like the other girls in my class and it was not just the hair. <laughs> and um, I think I just really kind of didn't know 
what to do with my body and thought the solution to all of my problems in life would be to look like the pretty girls in my class. And uh, the way to accomplish that was dieting. And I started early and I, I had a good 20 year run plus of um, sort of wrestling food and body image on a daily basis. So that, that's definitely my like life defining struggle. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the dieting experience? Like, did you use multiple different things? Have you done everything under the sun or? Pretty much. I have tried it all as a younger, um, a younger kid. I was doing uh, weight watchers back when you went to meetings in person Mm -hmm. and, um, Oh, don't even get me started on Weight Watchers. <laughs> through the years, I mean, I've, I've tried it all. The very last chapter of dieting um, was kind of an extreme, very, uh, you know, low carb, paleo, clean eating, um, crazy, which what I now recognize is actually orthorexic, um, which means uh, that's an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the new newly identified, I'm not sure if it's clinically official yet, but the newest form of eating disorder. It's this hashtag clean eating thing we see everywhere. Um, And really being a perfectionist about it and being afraid when you don't meet those standards. So, you know, that's the gamut. I've I've done um, extreme exercising programs in addition to the food restriction and uh, just, tr- you know, tried everything. I was doing Atkins back when that was brand new, <laughs> like all the things. Oh, I love it. Oh man. Such so, a long history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were, what were you finding as you were doing these diets? Were, they obviously weren't satisfying your craving. What was it that you were craving? <sighs> well, this took years to figure out. So it's, it's, it's going to be an oversimplification to just um, blurt it out, but it really boils down to, uh, acceptance and love. Mm. I thought that I was not worthy of love or good enough um, as I was. So I needed to fix my body in order to be good enough and to have um, worth and value and and have, you know, the, the happy life that this country diet culture sells women is you need to look like this model. Uh, and then when you do that, then you get the, you know, the family, white picket fence, uh, dream job, perfect children. You know, it, it's like a, a conditional happiness equation where if you can achieve this physical appearance, then the rest of your life is going to be perfect. And um, that is the messaging I internalized. And uh, really what that is, it's not really ever about your body when you're doing that, though. It's really about what you think that's going to give you, which is the love and acceptance and the happiness. And so it was like a huge um, wake up call for me to hit what I was striving for, to reach the weight loss goal Mm -hmm. and to still not be satisfied because it was just like this big moment of, wait, what? Like my whole life I've been trying to get here. I'm here. This is not it. This is not this happy feeling. I mean, it's a brief fleeting moment of I hit my goal. I'm happy. And then the very next day, it's like, well, now I got to push to the next level. I'm not happy anymore. So it's like this finish line that keeps moving and you can never get there, quote unquote, there. Um, And you're not meant to get there. So (laughs) that is not (laughs) meant to be satisfaction. That is not um, what life is about. 
<laughs> not about our bodies. So, oh, wow, it took me so long to figure that out. I hope that is a quick and dirty cut to the chase. Learn from my mistakes answer for oh, anybody yeah. that thinks dieting is going to solve their problems. It creates more problems than it solves. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And when you had talked about how you hit your goal, but then you weren't satisfied, did you keep going to try and lose more weight? Or like, did you have a new body image that you were looking for? Like it does, it never really ended. Yeah. So I had like, I had like that fleeting moment of I did it and I hit a goal and that was in that last orthorectic orthorexic chapter. And at that time I was doing like online health and fitness coaching. Mm. So I was dragging people with me on this crazy train. And, um, so I hit it, but then immediately because my body is now wrapped up in this business I'm trying to have. I ha I can't stop. I can't stop there. Even if I was happy for more than two days, which I wasn't, I couldn't have stayed there. It forces you to keep going. It's like a self-fueled machine where you're just, you're, you're never done. You're on this treadmill that you cannot get off of <laughs> ever. And, um, so, so yeah, it, I pushed, past that I tried to go to the quote next level and break my quote weight loss plateau and like get it even more extreme and my body said no and my body started shutting down and I started to have all these health problems because I was grinding and it was the the behaviors the disordered behaviors that I had with food and movement had become very physically detrimental and I was literally running my health into the ground and um I went down a rabbit hole on the internet trying to figure that out and crack the code and see, okay, well, maybe I just need to do a different kind of diet and that'll, that'll solve it. Or maybe I have a, this is my new health issue that I've given myself. So I have to solve it by following this diet and moving this way. And I just reached a point with it where I didn't know what to do. I was searching for answers. I was searching for, to heal my <laughs> the ailments that come when you have an eating disorder, uh, things start to suffer and break down. And I was like, what is the cure for this? And I got this message from the Lord one day that was like, uh, he, okay, he speaks to me through music oh, <laughs> among, among other ways. And oh my goodness, I want to say it's by Unspoken, um, but it's the song is called The Cure. Okay. And, um, it was the message received was the Lord is secure. Like I'm looking for this thing outside of myself in a food plan or in a lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. And he said, no, it's never going to be that it's me. And I just wasn't ready to hear it at that time. Um, and still kind of kept fiddling around with diets for a couple more weeks or months, um, before the big awakening happened. <laughs> Okay, okay. He yeah. was giving me breadcrumbs and clues along the way that, um, you know, dieting is not ever going to satisfy or make you healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of hardheaded. He had, he had to say it a couple of times, a couple of different ways before <laughs> the message was received. I think that's a ginger thing. It's I was going to say it's a redhead thing. <laughs> We're all so stubborn. We redheads are, are strong headed and stubborn and <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to kind of be like hit by the side of the head with a two by four or something in order to yeah. go, Oh yeah. Oh, I got it now. <laughs> yep. That's uh, definitely, that's definitely my experience too. <laughs> yeah. So it took you a while you heard it and almost didn't quite believe it yet. 
at what point did you realize that something really did have to change? Yeah. So the cure message came in right before, um, basically in the last few months of my dieting portion of life. It was the summer of 2017 and my health had been so damaged by, um, by my choices that I had to do kind of a, um, leaky gut type of cleansy protocol thing. I was doing a, basically a doctor supervised diet to try and start giving me some relief from the symptoms I was experiencing. And so that was a month long thing in the summer. I got the cure message maybe right before that. And at the end of that cleanse, I just had this day in early August, uh, August 3rd, 2017, I had like a spiritual awakening day. Like I was just pouring my heart out to the Lord, driving, ranting, crying, <laughs> dictating. I, I was dictating journal entries just because, you know, you can't write in the car and I have to multitask because <laughs> I just have to do that. And, um, received this really loving but strong correction and conviction that dieting is an idol for you mm. and you've got to stop lay it down and um and so I did wow so what did that look like um you know how Obviously, when you started, it wasn't quite an idol yet. So it was the getting into it, the more you fixated on it. What would you consider? Why would you consider it an idol? Like what? Because I know some people who diet, it's probably not an idol for them. But yeah. how do you realize those two connections? Sure. The, that's, and that's a really tricky thing. And it's a kind of you have to examine your own heart mm -hmm. thing. Like I can't tell somebody that they have made dieting an idol. I can just say that I have. And the way I knew that I had was it was first in my life. Mm. It was first. Uh, first in every category can be first and first thing I'm thinking about when I get up. First thing on my schedule in the morning, like it's my number one goal. It's just, it's all consuming. And the way that my mind would fixate on it, it was, it was an obsession. Uh, it is, it was the most important thing to me. And it, it was just completely first and it had, um, taken the place of God. Yeah. And I think that definition right there is probably key is anything that takes the place of God is really an idol. It can be anything, yeah. you know, Absolutely. it can be material, it can be, you know, exercise, it can be dieting, it can be whatever, but yeah. anything that takes that number one spot. Yeah. Exactly. And it can be good things too. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to say, oh, health's not a good thing. Just mm -hmm. like, your marriage or your children or your job, those are all good things. But when we fixate on it and obsess on it and let it control our lives and be the center of our lives, we're, we're running into that, um, that kind of sketchy area, Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. slippery slope. And, um, I fell all the way down to the bottom of that. <laughs> you know, I think we all fall in some way and hit that rock bottom and go, okay and try and now weed ourselves out. So when you um, laid it down, was it an easy lay down? Was it uh, one and done? You felt free or what was the process like? How did you really break free from it? So I had a definite marked moment on that day and laid it down and felt better. That was like a turning point for sure. But it's never, it's never a one and done 
I mean, it's daily surrender. I have to keep renewing this commitment <laughs> to not go back to that place. And, um, you know, and that, that is all a daily practice that I do. I did feel a big relief that day. I did change my behaviors that day. I felt relief that day. And a couple of months later, I got my Fanny to confession <laughs> and like had another big marked moment. So I feel like there's just that season of life gave me a huge um, line in the sand, essentially, where it's like, I'm not going, I'm not going back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving forward, then how have you grown and changed through this process, now that you have laid it down, what does it look like for you? Life is so different when you have your brain freed up for things, you know, the rest of life, things that aren't food and exercise. I just had so much time and space mentally. I didn't know what to do with myself. And so I was able to create some space in life for doing things that were more in alignment with my values and leaning into the Lord. Then I really got into a habit of reading and studying the Bible and um, doing personal development and just being, being creative and just doing all the things that I always wanted to do and never had time to do because dieting was literally taking over my life. So I think I got a big change in quality of life and uh, quality of mental and spiritual health were possibly even exceeded the increase in quality I had for physical health as well. It was just a a before and after, unlike anything I'd ever experienced with with dieting or um, in the coaching space for, for health online. And it would be probably best described as freedom and peace and joy. And like that was the before and after from pain and struggle and bondage to freedom and peace and joy that's a before and after I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when, you know, I feel like diet culture or any of these kinds of things is it's a huge mindset. Like it's, it really consumes our mind. Uh, and I'm guessing you went through a renewing of your mind, but at, are there times when, uh, you kind of start thinking that way again and have to check yourself? Um, how do you do that when, when things come up and you're like, Oh, maybe I should try this or I'm, I'm guessing that happens. So what do you yeah. do when that happens? Yeah, absolutely. You can't avoid that. It's a, it's an ongoing practice, a daily practice, a daily surrender and something that I, a skill I've had the time and space to cultivate, um, since leaving diets behind has been just mindfulness in general. I mm. put a lot of effort and time into learning mindfulness. I, I'm um, a very type A kind of intellectual person. I feel like I'm um, you know, a straight A student. My mind is strong, but if it's in charge, it runs the show. And so it's like, all right, let's get some space in, in uh, kind of just the balance between my mind and the rest of me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think cultivating little habits for mindfulness, like reading about mindfulness, learning what in the heck is mindfulness? (laughs) Like, what is it? I read books on it. I started a meditation practice. I started meditating on scripture. I started um, just kind of doing more mind-body practices that I would get to use uh, mind and body together to kind of get them on the same team because I feel like they were maybe at war before (laughs) with the Mm -hmm. dieting and um, kind of just overhauled 
you know, my self-talk and the way I thought about food and body, which literally took over my entire brain for most of my life and rewiring all of those old patterns and getting them to a completely, basically opposite of what it was before. I mean, dieting, it's very black and white mentality. It's like all or nothing, good, bad, pass, fail. And um, with intuitive eating, which is what I started when I quit dieting, it's very, it's very in the gray. There's not black and white. It's not right or wrong. You're learning to listen to your body and find out what's right for you. And nobody can tell you what's right for you except for you. So you really have to kind of cultivate some mindfulness so that you can pay attention to that stuff. And that is the, the main skill in actually executing all of the principles of intuitive eating. If you're not aware enough to know what your body's telling you, you can't listen and respond. So um, yeah, w working on my mindfulness muscle and getting that on as my workout, as opposed to, you know, some crazy, some crazy weight program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. I, I think, um, and I'm excited. We're going to go a little bit more in depth about intuitive eating. Um, so you guys will have to join us on Thursday because we're going to be talking about getting started with intuitive eating. And I feel like, um, as I've been listening to your podcast, Erin, uh, it's called intuitive eating for Christian women. It's really is, it's a mindset shift. It's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. And that's the whole point is we're not fixated on the things we can or can't have. We're fixating, we're not even fixating, but we're thinking about what our body needs, you know, and not, um, and it is, it's a mindfulness. So I'm excited to go a little bit more in depth in that, yeah. um, you know, and so as you're, cause it's been a few years now since you've laid that idol down. Um, what are you most excited about as you're embracing the future? I just feel so much possibility is there. I'm have my whole life in front of me still. And when I'm not worried about what I'm looking like constantly, um, and what I can or can't eat constantly, I can go anywhere. I can wear anything. I can be around any other people. I can do what the Lord has called me to do and pursue my passions and my purpose instead of being stuck at home trying to be small, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so it's just like endless possibility. Wow. I love it. I love that. So as we end this segment, I'd love for you to give uh, listeners just one piece of advice. If they struggle with food or body issues, what would that advice be? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. I think if you're struggling with food and you think you might have maybe your self-esteem or self-worth or body image kind of tangled up in those food choices and that kind of black and white mentality, um, I would encourage you to ask yourself, what do you think dieting is going to give you? Like really get under, what is this goal? What, is, what do I actually want? Because it's probably not the weight loss. It's probably what you think the weight loss is going to give you. So if you kind of mm. peel back all the layers of, uh, you know, what is fitting in a size X really going to do for your life? It's never going to be about your body. So you need to prayerfully do that self-examination and ask the Lord to show you what, what is really in your heart and what you really want and, um, and be open to whatever that answer is and be open to maybe even uncovering some kind of deeper root issue or trauma or something that you need to work through. Because for a lot of women and myself included, dieting was a coping mechanism 
to control your life when you felt out of control or to um, earn worthiness, as Brene Brown says, hustle for worthiness and 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 achieve that way and get your identity um, from your body when your identity is not in your body. It's, it's in the Lord. So um, a sit down and have a tough, um, you know, honest, raw look at your heart and what's in your heart. And and when you can get to the bottom of that issue, you can actually then make a much better informed um, decision about how to move forward with food and health and uh, your identity yeah, and your mindset and all of that. That's <laughs> governing the whole thing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? And I think it is. I mean, mind, body, spirit, it's all one. And we really need to take care of all three components and not fixate on one and let God really take control. I love that because I think um, we're just if we fixate on worthiness, we're never going to get there because we're not essentially worthy of anything. And, um, you know, we're without God, we are undeserving and unworthy, you know? And so it's really, it's that vital piece to add in there. And I think finding that root, like you said, going to find that root of what it was. Cause for me, when I was struggling with my own eating disorder, it was a control and in a life that felt out of control. And I would say people around you probably didn't really think you were out of control, you know, cause it's, we kind of hide it all in. Um, yeah. and so we really, no one else can really get to the root outside of ourselves and deep diving in prayer and seeking God in that. So I think that was, that was so huge. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that some of my listeners are probably most of them are going to want to connect with you. So what's the best place for them to find you? So my blog is erinltodd.com and the um, podcast is intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com and we are walking through the principles of intuitive eating. I blog about all of that kind of loosely on um, my personal blog, but we are doing the deep dive and teaching it from a faith-based perspective um, on the podcast, which has a website too. So definitely check that out and, um, connect with me there. And on Instagram, I'm ginger in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you have the, and I have the red hot mindset. So we both have yes. the red in our things. <laughs> I don't know if that's an identity crisis or what, but <laughs> us redheads have to stick together. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so Erin, thank you so much. This was really great. I look forward to having you on here again on Thursday, as we dive into what intuitive eating is. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on Red Hot Mindset. I hope you really enjoyed the conversation with Erin and me as she shared her story. I feel like it was such a powerful story and so relevant right now. Uh, If you are interested in hearing a little bit more about intuitive eating, I'm bringing her back on for our Thursday tidbits this week, where she's going to share three tips to getting started with intuitive eating. I hope you'll join us then. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. 
It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.